All right, hey, hold your Bible. Uh, if you didn't bring a Bible, you can hold your notes up. They have God's word on it, so uh, we'll all read the same thing. But in case this is your first time here or your first time here in a long time, uh, we, we pray this prayer together. So you, all you have to do is stop talking to the person next to you. Oh, gotcha. And uh, <laughs> repeat after me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into death. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. And right now, sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. God's holy church. The communion of saints. The forgiveness of sins. The resurrection of the body. And the life everlasting. Amen. Awesome. Uh, very cool. If you um, don't have that memorized yet, no shame. There's grace. Um, for me and for you. Okay. Uh, hey, tonight I want to start by asking you, how many of you guys have ever gone on a limb and decided to uh, invite somebody to an event? Whether it was like a dance, um, a formal, a reception, a wedding, your, your uncle's bar mitzvah. Okay, I just want to include everybody. Okay, you made your hand down. Um, I don't know about you, but... The only time that I've had one of those type experiences, it was incredibly awkward. Uh, the, the year was 2006. Yeah, and uh, most of you weren't born. We don't have to talk about it. And uh, I had, you're, you're talking and you're going to miss something so good. Uh, the, the year is 2006, and it was 10th grade for me, and I had just broken up with my boyfriend. Yeah, no, trust me, he deserved it. And uh, I had just broken up with him in 10th grade homecoming uh, was coming up, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to show him, okay? I'm not going to show up to this thing with my friends. No, no, no. I'm going to have a date. That's right. Uh, I did. And uh, so one one morning on the way to school, I was driving in my 1993 Oldsmobile Sierra Cutlass Cruiser, uh, sky blue, metallic orange windshield wipers, just so you can envision it. Uh, it, was, it was a piece of art. And uh, I'm driving in my car, and I'm listening to, like, the early 2000s, like, girl anthems. Like, I'm listening to Weezer, and uh, uh, I'm listening to The Killers. And I'm just kind of, like, pumping myself up, and I'm feeling really good about myself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask that guy in my health science class, I'm going to ask him to go to homecoming with me. Because I don't need social norms. I'm, I'm a confident woman, and I can ask him if I want to. Um, so I'm, like, feeling really good about myself. I'm wearing my, like, favorite Napoleon Dynamite T-shirt. Um, yeah, I have not always been uh, this stylish. And uh, I'm wearing my favorite pair of flip-flops, and I walk into Miss Living's class just feeling so good about life, right? And uh, I sit down, and I'm, like, sitting at the table, and we're doing bell work. Is bell work still a thing? Can we all agree it's from the devil? Okay. Um, if anybody listens to this recording later and you're a teacher, I'm sorry, but not really. Um, 
I don't understand bell work. And uh, we're supposed to be doing our bell work, and I'm feeling really empowered. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, I'm not going to tell you his name, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, I was like, hey. He was like, uh, hey. Um, I was like, are you going um, <clears> to <throat> go to homecoming? He was like, uh, um. I was like, well, like, if you are, we could, we could like, be there at the same time together. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know. So he didn't say yes, and he didn't say no, so it was a win for me. I was like, yes, I have a date. Um, some of you are feeling bad for me. It's cool. It all worked out. Um, and I was like, yes, I, I have a date. And um, <clears throat> the reason I didn't tell you his name is because now, years later, I'm pretty sure I asked the undercover cop to homecoming. Um, our, our high school had one, and I'm pretty sure it was him. But uh, so, so we wound up going to homecoming together. Bethany, cue the picture of a lifetime. Here you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, in case you're confused, I'm on the far left. Um, and that, um, oh, I'm sorry, the far right. My bad. That's definitely not me. Um, uh, on the far right, and the guy with the swoopy hair um, was... Uh, this is incredibly clingy and my date. Um, so there, there you go. Bethany, please take that down. Um, I can't look at it anymore. <laughs> um, so maybe you haven't experienced the, the awkwardness of inviting somebody or asking somebody to, uh, to a dance or to a date. But maybe you've tried to invite somebody to church before. And it was probably just about as awkward, right? I, I know uh, when I first started following Jesus, I would invite my friends to church, and they would, like, come up with the world's worst excuses, right? They're like, I have to, um, I have to stay home and run the water in the kitchen. And you're like, uh, okay. Um, and so maybe, maybe you understand what it feels like, this, this awkwardness, this cringiness um, of inviting people to church. And so uh, if you felt that way before, you're, you're in good company. And tonight, as we start our series called Two by Two, it is not about ants marching, um, but instead, uh, two by two is our series, but it's also the strategy and a tool that we want to give you over the next couple of weeks to help you invite people to church and make it a lot less awkward, okay? Uh, listen, Bostmo is really fun. I love it. I love almost catching the building on fire. Um, I love when the firefighters show up. All of that stuff is a good time. Oh, wait, this is recorded. I mean, I love when we respect public officials. Um, it's, it's very different. Uh, but uh, more, more than having hot dogs and eating more Krispy Kreme than we need to, the reason that, that we do BOSMO, that we do this series, that, that we're going to pour time and energy into this thing, is so that you have an opportunity to invite your friends to church. But more than that, you have an opportunity to help point your friends towards Jesus which is a huge deal. And so um, in case you're not familiar with two by two, or maybe you haven't heard of this before, um, I want to give you the three steps. So spoiler alert for the next two weeks. Um, but here's our three steps. Uh, the first one, which we're going to talk about tonight, is prayer. Uh, next week, uh, we'll talk about random acts of kindness. And the third week, we'll talk about inviting. So uh, good fun. But uh, so those those are kind of our steps. This is how uh, how we want to teach you to evangelize to other people. And so uh, tonight we're going to look at the first part of two by two, uh, which is prayer. Okay. 
Um, how many of you guys have ever had something on your Christmas list or like a toy or a thing you really wanted only to get it and find out that it didn't work the way you thought it would? Anybody? Come on, you bought that Lego set and you thought it would do what it did in the commercial, okay? You bought that Barbie doll and you were like, this is the Barbie doll of all Barbie dolls. And then it was just okay. Um, I remember when I was eight years old, there was this thing that came out and it looked like a hamster and an owl hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's, it's super cool. Uh, I know you're all talking about it, um, but... When I was eight years old, the cool, like the hot ticket item that Christmas was this hamster owl hybrid called the Furby. Yeah. Furby, right? It would like stay in at three in the morning. It was, it was super scary. But I remember that Christmas, I, I wanted a Furby so bad. And I asked my mom and dad, I was like, please, please, please tell Santa to get me a Furby. And uh, lo and behold, that Christmas morning, I opened it up, and I was so excited, right? So excited that I pulled it out of the box, and you know those little tiny, like, plastic things on the back that, that are made by people who don't have friends and don't want you to get the thing off? They're impossible. Uh, That's the worst part of Christmas, those little plastic ties. And so, I, like, just like the Hulk, I just ripped it off um, because it was pure joy is stronger than plastic. But, uh... Don't tweet that. But uh, I ripped it off the thing, and I was so excited, and I'm, like, playing with it. I'm like, Furby, and it's like, Furby, and um, my parents are worried and watching. But I was super excited about it. And then after playing with it for, like, an hour or two, I was like, this thing kind of stinks. Like, like, it was really expensive, but it's really not that fun. Uh, and I, I felt bad because I knew um, Santa and his elves uh, had worked very hard. Uh, to provide this for me, and I, I realized there was, it was nothing like what I thought it would be like. It, it didn't say the things I thought it would say. It didn't act like a pet, like I wanted it to, um, and the Furby was, was just this toy that sat in a toy box and uh, randomly talked, and I was left with an annoying robot hamster chicken, <laughs> and um, and so sometimes um, I think, sorry, uh, sometimes I think if we're not careful, we can approach prayer this way, right? Like, like we've heard about it, and you've heard Pastor Jeremy and myself and your small group leader and um, Pastor Jay and, and all these other leaders in your life talk about prayer. Um, but if we're not careful, we can, we can hype it up so much. And then when it doesn't feel like the, what we think it should feel like right away, uh, we can be like, well, that was awkward. I'm not praying again. Um, so one of the first times uh, I, I ever really tried to pray, I was 17 years old. Uh, I had just gotten back from a youth retreat with my church, and I was like, all right, I'm going to be so serious about this. Like, no more playing around. It's all Jesus and me. That's it. Nobody else. And uh, so I got my Bible out, right, and I, like, turned it to the New Testament because that's all I understood. And uh, I got, like, my best journal out. I, like, sat it next to my Bible. I got the best pen that I own, Pilot G500. And uh, laid it on top of there. And then I put on, okay, this was like before Bethel. So I put on some Hillsong United. And so like, Savior, he can move. I uh, know, you feel the anointing already. And uh, so I, I said this whole thing, and I light a candle, because God likes candles, apparently. But it was like a cheap dollar store candle, so it, it wasn't doing anybody any favors. And, and so I, I set the table, right? I put all these things out, and I'm, I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to, like, get real with the Lord, right? 
Like, I want to have this awesome prayer life. And so I sit there for a while because, you know, like I'd heard that, just sit and hang. And if I'm honest with you, I've read a couple chapters and I wrote a couple things down. Um, but but it, uh, it felt really overhyped. Like there was no way that prayer could possibly be that exciting. I kind of felt like everybody who told me it was was a liar. But what I failed to realize was that prayer isn't about doing all this stuff, right? Like you don't have to have the right song on. Um, you don't have to have this, a certain playlist playing. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a certain temperature in your house. You don't have to be overlooking a meadow where, where falcons are, are flying and singing like Tree 63 songs. Like it just doesn't have to be that way. Instead, the, the deal about prayer is this. Prayer is simply meeting with God. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to sound like other people make it sound. It's simply taking time out of your day to be intentional about talking with God. And and here's the fun part. God wants you to talk to him, okay? God's not like Dumbledore with like his fingers in his ear like, ah, yeah, like that's great, but the world's going down, you know, real bad and just, you know, figure it out. Instead, we serve a God that wants to be so intimately involved with our life. And prayer is the best tool that you and I have to to be close with God. We have a God that wants to be a part of our life, not just when we make mistakes. If I'm honest with you, when I'm not doing so hot, my prayer life is real good, okay? Like if I, I remember being in college and and making dumb mistakes, and all of a sudden I became way more spiritual and prayed a lot more. But but prayer isn't just supposed to be this get out of jail free card and and the panic button. Instead, it should be a daily invitation to to talk with God, to to meet with him. And and God wants to hear from us. And he doesn't just want to hear all the bad things you did, but God cares about the people you care about. He cares about your friends. He cares about the things going on at school. And for some of you, you so desperately want your friends to know Jesus. You want them to know what it's like to to be part of a community, to be in a small group, to be a part of Edge, to to be a part of something and feel like you belong. And as much as you want that for your friends and for your family, Jesus wants it even more. And that's why prayer is such a big deal. We get to partner with God and help point our friends towards Jesus. Listen, you don't have to save anybody, okay? Okay. Unless you're a lifeguard, please jump in the water. Um, but, but it's not our job to, to save people. It's our job to help point people towards Jesus. And when we're in prayer, we get to go, hey, God, I know you love Sally. And, and God, Sally's like my BFF forever. Um, yeah. And like we're just going to always be best friends. So God, I really want Sally to know you. And God's like, awesome, me too. So, so here's how you can partner with me. So tonight, um, I want us to look together if you brought your Bible, to Romans 8.34. So uh, if you brought your Bible, go ahead and turn there with me. And if you didn't um, and you haven't folded your notes into a crane or made a family of cranes, um, some of y'all are very impressive when it comes to origami. Um, If you didn't uh, do all that yet, go ahead and turn with me to Romans 8.34, and, and we'll read together. And it's on the screen, so you can't miss it. All right, Romans 8.34. Uh, did I get that right? Yeah, we got that right. All right. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. 
Tonight, um, I want to give you a couple of thoughts on prayer. So if you brought something to take notes with, um, because people who take notes are smarter and more creative, um, and get into better colleges, and they get into heaven first. Um, you guys were like waiting for it. Uh, I want to give you a couple of thoughts about prayer. So if you have a phone or a notebook, I want you to jot these down because I think they're pretty okay. I wrote them, so I think they're all right. <laughs> all right, number one is this. Write this down. There is power in intercession. So in the verse we just read, uh, we just read it, it said that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father and that he's interceding for us. Um, some translations say that Jesus is speaking to God on our behalf, pleading for us or praying for us. Um, but, but if we're not careful, sometimes people in church use weird words, right? They're like, hey, brother, are you sanctified? Are you blessed? Like, you're like, what are you, what are you saying? Like, I'm just, I'm just human. Like, no. Um, sometimes people in church, we, we use all these crazy words to describe things. But uh, here's what intercession is, right? I, I want you to know what we're talking about. So when we say Jesus is interceding for us at the right hand of the Father, what we're saying is, is Jesus is acting on our behalf. He, um, if you were to Google the definition of intercession, it's the action of intervening on behalf of another through prayer. It's the action of intervening on behalf of another through prayer. So it's, it's those times when uh, you and I are praying, and to me, intercession is, is those times when, when things are kind of falling apart, right? How many of you have ever gone to pray, and you're like, I don't know what to say, but this is not good, right? Like, Jesus help, amen. And so intercession is those times when we don't know what's going on, or, or we don't know what to pray, or maybe we don't know all the details. It, it's when we go to God and say, God, I can't help. God, God, I have nothing to offer. I'm in high school. I'm in middle school. I'm broke. I'm in college. I'm broke. Um, God, like, I can't buy them out of this mess. I can't help them through this. So, God, I have no idea what to do or what needs to be done, but you do. So do it. And, and that's the kind of prayer that Jesus is sitting next to the Father praying for us, right? He's like, God, do you see Amber right now? Yeah, she looks real good. Uh, God, God, help her because uh, she had to make some tough choices and, uh, and she's kind of having a hard time, right? So Jesus is, is always praying for us. He's always talking to the Father about us. But here's what's so cool. Jesus isn't like, listen, servants, only I can intercede. No, instead, Jesus wants you and I to intercede, that you and I have the responsibility to pray for our friends. Listen, if, if we believe what we pray matters, we have to believe that what we don't pray matters. That, I just quoted Pastor Jeremy. That's good stuff. Um, listen, we, we, we got we to gotta start praying. And, and it's not that um, we, we read this in and we have to pray because uh, we have to cross it off of a to-do list. But instead, Jesus invites us to be a part of what he's doing through, through our prayers. Sometimes we can view prayer as being this boring, monotonous thing, right? Like, oh, we're just going to pray again. Like, this is just the part of church I, I sleep through or skip over. But it's possible for you and I to pray for others and see their lives dramatically change. I'm going to say it again. It's possible for you and I to pray for our friends and, and to see them dramatically change. If I didn't have a group of friends that were praying for me when I was in high school, I would not be standing here right now. But I had a group of friends that said, no, no, no. 
We, we love her too much. So God, what, what are you doing in her life so we can partner with it? God, so that, so that she doesn't make poor choices. And you know what? I'm so thankful for those friendships. And God's calling so many of you in this room to be that friend for somebody. You, listen, you think your prayers don't matter. Maybe you, you think, well, God can't use my personality. I'm too quiet. I'm too shy. I'm too whatever. But God wants to use your prayers because he's listening. He's paying attention to what you're saying. And so it's the power of God working through prayer. And that's why this first part of two by two is so important. Listen, I can invite somebody to church all day long till I run out of breath. Um, listen, I talk a lot, okay? Uh, people who know me well in the room know that's true. Um, I talk a lot. And so I'm pretty sure I could say, ask somebody to church all day. But, but the thing of it is, when we partner with what God's already doing in somebody else's life, it's 10 times more powerful than me going, hey, Nick, you want to come to church? Hey, Nick, I go to church. You want to come to church? Hey, Nick, you want to go to church? Like, we, we, instead, we get to partner with what God's already doing. So um, it's so important that we pray. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is teaching, um, and he's talking about how to pray. And, and look at what he said about prayer. This is an example of how, how you and I are to pray. Verse 10, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is teaching us to pray, and he says, God, whatever you're doing, like, we want to be a part. Like, we want in. And that's his way of, of teaching us and guiding us to pray. So when we pray and inter intercede for our friends, especially those on our two-by-two -two list, we, we don't need to just say QC prayers, but instead... We want to ask God, God, how can I partner with what you're doing in Sally's life? God, how can I, I partner with what you're doing in Xavier's life? Because I know you care about him. We, we get to partner with God's purposes and plans and desires for our friends, which I promise you are absolutely incredible. Listen, some of you are like, some, for some of you in here, your friends are doing just stupid stuff, right? Like they're just involved with doo-doo garbage things. I got to talk about poop sometime, all right? Some of your friends are doing dumb things, but by you praying now and saying, God, I, I see the potential in my friend. God, God, I know you have something better for them. It can change their life. So maybe you're thinking, Amber, that's great. Thank you so much for talking about prayer. It's, it's nothing new. Um, but I want to I wanna challenge you tonight. If you go, Amber, all that's great, but I don't even know where to start. Like, every time I try to pray, I'm done in, like, 30 seconds. Like, God time just seems to go by really fast, really slow. Um, and so I have good news for you, and it's this. Point number two, prayer doesn't have to be complicated, just honest. Prayer doesn't have to be complicated, just honest. Um, I grew up in a very old-school, religious um, private school, and a lot of times when people would pray, it was like very almost scary, right? God, right? Our Father in heaven. You're like, this is so awkward. Like, I don't want to be any part of that. And so I think we can hear people pray like that sometimes. And even if they are well-meaning, it, it's scary and overwhelming. But instead, God is so much more interested in our honest prayers. So uh, maybe you haven't prayed much before. Or maybe you aren't even really sure, um, maybe you're not even sure what to say as you pray um, this week about who you're going to invite to two by two. Listen, if every person in this room could pick two people and you go for the next three weeks, I'm praying for these two people with all I got. I'm going to intercede for them. I promise you that on, on Halloween when we gather together and, and we have Bosmo, this room will be packed. 
because God hears your heart. God knows, God knows them and he knows you and he, want, he wants us to partner with what he's doing. And so if um, maybe you're in here, you're like, Amber, this is great. I'm encouraged, but uh, I have no idea how to pray. I want to give you the guide, a really simple guide to prayer. And if I'm being totally transparent and honest with you, I prayed this for the, like the first three years of being a Christian because I didn't know how to pray. Okay? So it's, it's, it's going to be way more simple than you think. But here, here's how I prayed it. I used an acrostic. How many of you know what an acrostic is? Okay, good stuff. Um, I use an acrostic called ACTS, A-C-T-S. And uh, here, here's what it is. A is for adoration. So I will, uh, I always start my prayer time by, by giving God some compliments, right? How many of you like it when people tell you something nice about yourself? Okay, I love it. Words of affirmation fills my love tank. Um, so when we do that back to God, like, he, he probably really likes it. Oh, he does. There's no probably. He really likes it. Uh, so we, we want to start by adoring God. We want to tell God how great we think he is. And it doesn't have to be all the words you've heard other people use. But it can be so simple as, God, you're awesome. God, thank you so much. God, I thank you that, God, you're, you're a healer and, and you're, you're taking care of my family. God, I thank you so much that, that you care and you're so involved with my life. So that's all it is, adoration. Just take a couple minutes and just tell God how awesome he is. All right, so that's A. C is confession. Not chicken, all right? Um, <laughs> you can confess how much you love chicken. Um, no, but C is confession. We, we simply confess our sin. I don't know about you, but about 18 times a day, give or take a lot more, uh, I feel like I mess up. Like there are just times in my day I blow it. I, I don't respond out of love. I don't treat people the way I want to. You know, I, I sin. I know you were all shocked. It's okay. I'll give you a second. Okay. Uh, but, but there's times I mess up and I blow it. And so after I've told God how awesome he is, I go, God, listen, I really blew it today. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to roundhouse kick that person in the face, but it just happened. I'm proud to tell you that hasn't happened in a hot minute, okay? Um, but, but it's so important that, that we take time to confess our sin. And, and here's what's so great. God will never be like, you done messed up, kid, get out. Instead, every time that you and I go to prayer and we go, God, I really blew it today. He, he, can, he for, not only forgives our sins, but he offers us grace and he offers us a new start. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we, for, sorry, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Guys, when we, we go to God, we don't have to carry around the weight and the, and the burden of our mistakes anymore. And I don't know about you, but I really like that. All right, T, give thanks. So, so after you, you confess your sins to God, uh, it's a real good thing to say thank you, right? Uh, God, thank you so much uh, for your grace. God, thank you for your mercy. Uh, sometimes you'll be in seasons where you're not doing crazy stuff, and so you just thank God that he's faithful. God, God thank you. One of my prayers is, God, thank you that I'm not a hot mess like I used to be, okay? If you were to read my journals, which you're not invited to do, um, <laughs> You would see that a lot. God, thank you that for, for taking my life and doing something so amazing with it, God, something that I would have never imagined. So, listen, gratitude isn't just like a hipster thing to, ha like to journal, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to journal, okay? Thanksgiving is like a biblical principle, so like be thankful. All right, 
and S. We're, we're going to finish up, so just hang with me. So, so finish your prayer like this. After you told God how great he is, you've confessed your sins, you thanked him for who he is, it, you're, it's, S is for supplication. It's not a type of lotion, okay? Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, it's supplication. That's the part after you've, like, told God how great he is and, and God's helped kind of shift your perspective, you go, okay, God, my friend Cindy in science class really needs you because she is crazy. Um, and I love her, but I'm going to kill her. So, no, I'm just kidding. Don't kill anybody. Uh, but she really gets on my nerves. And God, I know you have a plan for her life. So God, will you do something in Cindy's life? God, my family is, is the worst and it's really hard to go home after school. So God, I, I know you're capable. Will you help me? And so, so this is just a super simple way to pray. It, it doesn't take a long time, but, but it gets your heart and it gets your mind in the habit of praying. God's always listening. I think we have to be careful, though, that when, once we get done with the S part of Acts, that we don't just go like, amen, thanks God, it's been real. Instead, God's, God's listened to you talk, so, so then take time and be intentional to wait on him. Hey, God, God's going to talk to you if you'll just slow down enough to listen. He doesn't sound like Morgan Freeman most of the time, sadly. I wish he did. He could. Anyways, but, but God wants to speak to us. And, and this is obviously isn't the only way to pray, but it's a great place to start. Like I said, th this prayer was, was what started and, and helped me grow my prayer life. So, I, like, I know it works. So tonight I want to do this. I want to give you an opportunity to pray. Um, so I'm going to invite our small group leaders to come. And Daniel, if you'll put something on to make us sound more spiritual than what we are. Just kidding. We are. Hey, tonight, um, I, listen, I know, I know it's getting late, but I know for some of you, um, hey, I'm going to ask you all to just focus for, give me two more minutes, okay? Hey, for, for some of you in here tonight, um, you wanted to do two by two last year, and you, you heard us talk about this, but you got really scared, and you got nervous, and you, you got worried about what people would think, and so tonight, um, when I pray in just a second, if that's you, I just want to challenge you to, to get up out of your seat and find your small group leader and say, would you pray for me that I would be bold enough to actually do this thing? That I wouldn't just talk about it and see other people bring their friends, but God, that God would really lay somebody on my heart that I could invite and that I could pray for these next couple weeks. And the second thing is this, is maybe you're in here tonight and you'd say, Amber, I, I feel all that. That was good. It was real good. But there's some really hard things in my life and I just need to pray with somebody for a second. If that's you, I want you to make your way up here too. And here's what's great about two choices. Nobody knows what you're coming up for. So um, I'm going to pray. And um, as I'm praying, if, if one of those two things just kind of rang true in your heart, uh, I want you to come find your small group leader. Come find somebody to pray with, okay? Listen, don't be in such a rush. God wants to do something. Jesus, we thank you tonight, God, that we can talk to you. God, I thank you that you, um, God, that you want to use us. God, that you want to talk through us and use us, God, to... to uh, to be an example, God, to point our friends towards you. And so, Jesus, tonight, I pray you would give young people, God, boldness to share. God, I pray that you, even there's people right now sitting in their seats who are even um, maybe afraid, God, to get up and to go find their small group leader. God, I pray that you would, um, God, that you would just prompt them, God, to something new. God, that you would call them into boldness. And God, I pray for those who, who've been here tonight and just have had a rough week. God, would you, would you meet them? God, would you remind them that you're close? Jesus, we love you and we thank you. And it's in your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Hey, I, I know we didn't stand for prayer, but on your way out, if you wanted to pray.